Parashas Mikes, chapter 41, verse number 55, and it's also Hanukkah. And the Torah says, mm-hmm. And it happened, as Yosef predicted when he interpreted the dreams, he said that there's going to be years of famine, and there was. So says the Torah, and there was famine came to the land of Egypt, and everybody cried out to Paru for bread. And Paru said to all the Egyptians, he said to them, Luchu el Yosef, go to Yosef. Asher, Asher yoyim tasu, whatever he says you do. That's it. That was the plan. We'll follow the plan. We'll go to Yosef and whatever he says we're going to do. So Rashi says that the Torah is alluding to a whole conversation that took place here. It says, it wasn't just a famine. They, had, they knew that Yosef told them that there was going to be a famine. So they went and they stored up stuff. They had pantries. They went, to, they went online. They bought those bags of rice, right, for the nuclear war with the cans and everything. And when time came, they opened it up. And says, Rashi, Shir Kiva to Awesome, She Atsu, Chutz Mishal Yosef. Yosef was collecting their stuff, but you know, everybody was collecting on, on the side. And when they opened it up, it was all rotten. Now they were starving. So they went to Paro and they said, What should we do? Says Rashi, So Paro said to them, all right, so go to Yosef and let him do. So they said, we went to Yosef and he told us that if, he want, if, they, if, he, if we want food, we have to get a bris milah. We don't want to get a bris milah. It's a, uh, whatever it is, I don't know. It's fascist. It's that Jew stuff that we don't want to do. Right? Whatever, whatever, whatever the criticisms are about him from the anti-Semites. So they went back to they went to Paro and they said he's asking us to get a bris He said to him, So he said to him, "So what? What, what are you? You're such a big chachamim over here. You're so wise. Why did you go and collect for yourself food? Now you're in trouble. Now you have to do what Yosef says." He told everybody that there's going to be a famine and now you have no food. So they said to him, the truth, this is what happened. We did collect it. And it all rotted. So he said to them, If that's the case, then you have to do what he says. Because who do you think made the... the, 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 the uh, all your produce rot, all your storage rot. It was him. So now you're trapped. We're all trapped. What if he decides now that the, 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 the food shouldn't rot, but he decides that we all should die? Then you're also going to be, I mean, checkmate here. So that's what we have to listen to him. Or we all have to get a bris. This is the conversation that took place. The Pasuk seems to be innocent. Right? The Pasuk seems to be innocent that they went, they didn't have food. And 
they went, they didn't have food, so they went to, so they went to Parapar and they go to Yosef, because Yosef is the one who's in charge of this whole operation. But the question that's glaring here that Rashi is bothered by, why is, it, why is it that they don't have any food? Yosef told them that there's going to be a famine, so they should have food. So now Rashi, so now Rashi has to bring a medrash. Rashi has to bring a medrash that they did have food and they brought it, and that's what forced them to listen to Yosef, and Yosef therefore told them they should get a bris meal. That's the, the morale in the Gurari, which we're studying in this class, or which we're trying to study weekly on the class, doesn't have to address this issue, because this is obvious inconsistency in the, in the verse. And that's why we have this medrash. Okay? Now, we don't know, it's not very clear whether Yosef did decree on the, on the, on the protest that it, should, that it should rot. We don't know that. It doesn't, Yosef never admits that, they never accuse him of that. Power just assumes that that's what happened. It could be that their Hashem just intervened, and, and Yosef knew that they were storing stuff, because anyway, anyway, what did Yosef care if, if their food rots, it doesn't rot, at the end of the day, they're going to have to run out of it. And if they don't run out of it, fine, it doesn't matter. Either way, so we don't know, we don't know, we don't know what happened. One thing we do what happened is, is that Yosef said to them, get a brismila, you have food. No brismila, no food. On this, the morale is bothered. The morale says, Vikoshali. Says the morale, it's difficult. Loma Omar Shimola, why does Yosef want him to get a brismila for? So what's bothering the Mara? Since when in Judaism do we proselytize? What does Yosef care? If these non-Jews, these Egyptians get a bris, they don't get a bris, what, what difference does it make? We can understand in Parshas Vayishlach why Shimon and Levi, the brothers, they went and they told the, the Shechem and Hamor that the, the whole entire city, everybody's got to get a bris mila, not because they wanted them to get a bris mila. They only got they only got a meal to trick them, so they should be weak, so they should kill them, so that they can get Dina back. But over here, what does Yosef care if he gets a brismila? Because he wants to proselytize. He wants to, he wants to, uh, um, what is it? Make them into uh, into Jews, or b- believing in monotheism? Uh, wh- wh- what does it matter to him? We, 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 don't, we don't. We don't. We're not. We're not. Um, we're not into the business of active uh, of being active missionaries. We don't travel the globe to go and, and, and make uh, Jews. Somebody wants to be Jewish, fine, we accept them. If we find, figure out that they're sincere, first we try to discourage them. Well, I, I don't know, but he did ask him to Brismila, which would be make him suspect. I don't know what he claimed, under which circumstances he claimed it, but the morale assumes that it was for Jewish reasons, it was for reasons of monotheism, it was reasons of spirituality, and the morale says that if, that, if, if my assumption is right, then what does he care? What does he care? Well, what difference does it make to him that they do, they do, they don't? They're law-abiding, well, I don't know if they're law-abiding citizens, but the, you know, you don't find that the forefathers or the, the tribes go around, I mean, Abraham Avinu was teaching people monotheism, yeah, it's true, but I don't know if he was going out and trying to force people into it. He, he taught them, yeah. He, he had debates with them, logical arguments, like the Medrash says in Barshas Lechacha, like the Rama says at the beginning of the laws of, of, of the Zorah. True. But to go force them, Yosef was telling them that they're going to starve to death. It's like a, it's like a bris mila mandate. A bris mila mandate. You have to have it, otherwise there's no food. 
says the Maral, what, what, uh, what justification does Yosef have that? And what, what, what's his motivation for such a thing? That's his question. So he wants to say like this. Interesting. This matter has an amazing lesson. I found this by accident. I, I, I must admit that I didn't learn every Guraria in this week's Pasha. But I found this by accident. Somehow the crease of the book of the Sefer that I have here on this morale opens to this page. So I found it by accident. And then when I saw these words and he says, that this is an amazing lesson, I said, well, I have to see what this amazing lesson is. You can't skip on this little piece here. That's why we're learning on Hanukkah about Brismila, because it's an amazing piece. So what's this amazing piece? He says like this, He says, Yosef was surprised when he saw that their produce uh, rotted. He didn't do it, like Paro assumed. When Yosef said that, but then he went to, you know what Yosef did first, he's a chacham, he's not stupid. After they told him that their produce rotted, he ran to the silos, his own silos, that he collected from everybody to check if that rotted. And he saw it didn't. He saw it was totally intact. So now he started thinking to himself, how come their stuff is rotting and mine is not? It can't be a bug. There's no, there can't be some kind of, um, what do they call it? Some kind of plague, because then it would affect everybody. This is like uh, this is like coming from the Rabbanish like you know, like the Makas Dam uh, that we have in uh, the, the, that we have Makas Dam that the, the Egyptians drank blood and the Jews drank water. So over here, Yosef has got the uh, his silos are intact and theirs are not. What happened? As Then Yosef understood. You know why? Their food is rotted because they don't have a bris milo. Well, how does the, what does that, what does that have to do with anything? What does having a bris meal have to do with your produce rotting? Listen to this. He says, Ki milo hu bris. What do we call the milo? What is the bris milo called? Chapter 17, verse 11. It's called a bris. What does the word bris mean? Covenant. What does the word covenant mean? He says the Targum, the translation of that, the Aramaic translation of bris is kayama. It means to endure. It means to last. Right? A covenant is something that lasts. It's a, it's a um, what is it? A pact between two parties, which is meant to last, to forge, and to be in, intact. That's where that's what the bris is. A covenant between Hashem and the Jewish people. Somebody who does not have this endurance factor, they don't have this ingredient, this, this unit of a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a part of their existence of endurance, which is the breath, then other things in their lives will not last. And therefore, their produce will rot. That's what Yosef understood. You hear this? Because they didn't have a bris. And he had a bris. Because that was the only difference between him and them. He was going to give it to them anyway. 
for a price. It just seems that that is meant to fulfill the idea that eventually the Jews from the slaves, because now they have another reason to dislike Yosef. Yeah. He had the Jewish Yes, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But the reason why Yosef was telling, according to this morale, it comes out that the reason why Yosef was telling, which, which we're, we haven't finished the, you saw it, we haven't fin finished the entire idea yet, but we interrupt for, for, for this important answer, is that, is, that, is, that, is that Yosef was not doing it to proselytize them. And he was not doing it in order to show them up. And he was not doing it in order to make them suffer. He was doing it for their own good. He was doing it because he said that their stuff is not going to last unless they have a bris. So I have to get them to get a bris so that they can have their stuff. He was doing it in his mind and in truth because this is the MS for their own good. He wanted the that when they buy from him a barrel of, of, of wheat and they put it in their silo, that they shouldn't rot. And that's not going to happen without them having a breast. Therefore, without telling them, because they wouldn't, maybe for the reasons you're saying, he said, you have to get a breast, because I said so. You're applying a scientific method, not a religious method. Scientific method to a religious concept. Correct. He's not doing like this. This is the way the world works, right? Correct. This is the way. Right. You don't have a bris. It's not. At least this is the way the world works. Uh, whatever it is, three thousand years ago, right? Over four thousand years, whatever. This is the way the world works then. The power of you. The new power of you. The Hebrew God. Is he also saying religious saying, Look, this Hebrew God is. Paro was as we, if we're going to go with the Rashi that we said at the beginning. Paro was scared. Paro didn't know what was going on. He thought that Yosef was being diabolical. Right? He said, but we don't have a choice. If we don't listen to what he says, he'll make a gazera on us, he'll decree upon us, we're all going to die. He was afraid what was going to happen to him was going to happen to him in the future. He was afraid of that. So he did think he was diabolical, and that obviously, like you're saying, didn't contribute to a positive attitude towards, uh, towards Yosef. You're right. And David said, if you think that there's a maybe lesser God, one of the Hebrew gods, get this person because I get the protection. Yeah, I guess he's holding it as godly, but we don't, you know, like, I don't need science to understand science. You know, so like, in other words, if there's an application, he's saying if he's circumcised and it's not rotting, he's applying that same method that, he, you know, I'm saying scientific, but it's still from God. Like, this is the way the world works, you said at that time. So it's just the same logic. Right, right. Right, but it's not, it is, it's not scientific, though. It's, no, no, it's no just, because science is God's. Like, in other words, right. this works, this medicine works, because it's the way God Right, it's not according to nature, this is according yeah, to spiritual yeah. nature. Yeah. Right. So he says like this, You already know, he says, and we're going to see this in a different safer about this idea, but he says, you already know, says the Maral, that everything that a person was created with is meant to be. Every organ that he has, every finger that he has, every eye and, and ear, all the, all the different parts and elements and, 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 and uh, systems that are in a physical person 
everything is meant that it should, he should have it. A person was created complete, with one exception, and that's the foreskin on the arm. That was supposed to be removed. A person is not supposed to, a, 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 a man is not supposed to have that. He says, Shari Amr Torah Lahasir And how do we know you're not supposed to have it? Because the Torah says to remove it. In Parshish Tazriya, the Torah says, If you're Mashmini on the eighth day, you must Besar Allah, so you will take it off. So that means that everything else was meant to be except for this part. Which means to say that a person is not complete until this part is removed. And therefore, as long as it's not removed, He's not complete, and as long as he's not complete, he's attached to incompleteness. As long as he's attached to incompleteness, there is a danger that things in his life will be incomplete. And therefore, in the case of the Egyptians, the things in their lives that were incomplete because they were attached to incompleteness as a result of remaining with the foreskin was that their, that their, that, that their produce rise. And Yosef understood this and therefore he demanded that if he was going to give them food, that they should get a brisk because he would then otherwise giving them the food would be for naught because they would take it home and it would rot. Yeah? This is what he, the, this, the Maral says, this is the amazing dover that he's talking about. The amazing dover. Umahashto, and now you're going to not ask me a question. You're not going to ask me why you're forcing him on the mila. You're right, we don't proselytize. Obviously, since their, the presupposition is that since their produce is rotting, Hashem wants him to have a breast. And therefore, since Yosef knows that Hashem wants him to have a breast because he sees it right there and then, he looked at their produce and it's rotted, therefore it's not a problem that he's forcing them to do it. And now he says, furthermore, like we, like we said before, and also there was an incompatibility between Yosef and them. If you think about it, there was an incompatibility between Yosef and them. What's the incompatibility? They don't have a bris and he has a bris. Meaning that they're incomplete and he's complete, and a complete person can't support an incomplete person. It's not a marriage. Asher, Shomer Abris, Vlobola Goya. Obviously, he had a bris, and also he was careful not to have relations with, with, with the woman that tried to seduce him. Kimaide Amila. He had a bris. The Az Hayuruyim Lios Mispanusalide Yosef. That because uh, unless they would get a brace, if they got a brace, then they would be compatible together, and then Yosef would be able to support them. By the use of and Yosef was the supporter of his chusamila. That's what he said. The heavens there understand this, says the Maral. And also, furthermore, what is Yosef's position? Yosef is a supporter of the entire Egyptian country, and actually the worldwide over, in this, in, this, in this time in the Pasha, right? From what schus does he have to be a supporter? To give everybody produce that's complete and whole, not rotted, that people can nour have nourishment from it. 
Where does he have, how come he has this position? Where is his merit to be in such a position? Through the breasts. Because if Yosef doesn't have a breast, how could he be a supporter if he's clinging through the lack of having a breast to an incomplete state? His complete state of the fact that he has a breast is what gives him the merit to be able to be the supporter of the entire Egyptian uh, country. The fact that he had this breast. And therefore, since the reason why he's supporting them is he has the merit to support them is because he has a breast, therefore they are not fit to be supported by him unless they have a breast. And he says, This is understood by all those that understand. This is the amazing thing that the Maral says in this week's Pasha. You hear? What we're saying? So that's so that is the the uh, now why why is a person considered incomplete without a bris? So we can discuss that a little bit further. We have. Did you want to ask something else, Michael, before we uh, continue? No, just, the, the line right before all this, they're talking that he had his two sons, and he didn't say that. So you think they didn't? Or you think the Torah has to say? So you think that he, Yosef, who's Yaakov's son, would not give his son, sons a breast? I mean, I mean, because the Torah didn't say it? I, I just don't know. I, I have to... Which verse are you referring to over here? Right where you started, it was just a verse right So it's 55. 50, 54 says, Vatechilana Shevishne Harav, in the seven years of famine, started. Lava, Kashir Omar Yosef, like Yosef said, Vayira Bechol Aratos, and there was a famine in all the lands, and Bechol Aratos Mitzrayim, Hayolechem, and the whole land of Egypt had bread. No, so you mean, right. you mean 52. The Ashim, Ashim, no, 51 and 52, right? Because he was born, Joseph had born two sons, so it would be 50. Right. Or two sons, the family did not get set in. So it would be 50. So you're saying it doesn't say, but the, the, the Torah doesn't say either that he told them to get a breast. That I'm saying the Egyptians in the verse that we read. We just have that from the Medrash. So the Torah doesn't talk about a bris over here at all. This is we have we have special access to uh, to the commentaries that we know what the Torah is talking about here. So I, I don't know whether he gave the, it doesn't I don't know whether it says he gave the children a bris or not. I'm not uh, I'm not can things be inferred like so like us giving the blessing of our boys? With a prime and Manashi, can be inferred that they are. Is that something you do with the Torah? Is inferring? There is an inference. I mean, if you take a look at Rashi in verse 50, Nun, Pasuk Nun, there Rashi says that the reason why the Torah is telling us this over here is the Torah is telling us that he, had, he, didn't, he, didn't, have, he didn't want to engage in. Um, in um, uh, um, in sexual activity 
during the famine, because that would be improper. So they had the children before. So that's the reason why the Torah is bringing it up here. I don't think, I don't think the bris is an issue, so I don't, I don't know if that would be a problem, at least in the way, the way we're presenting it. And I don't, I don't, yeah. Fine, okay, so this is the lesson, okay? So now we have the base Elohim in, um, in, in his section called Shard Tefillah, ch- chapter one. He says like this, he says regarding the bris milah, he says um, that it says in Parshas Tan, in Medrash Tanhuma, Parshas Tazriah, that the Kisar, the Caesar, asked Rabbi Akiva a question. He said to him, he said, he said to him, which is better? Sheaves of wheat or donuts? Talking Hanukkah now, which is the better? Sheaves of wheat or donuts? So this was, he's asking about a bris milah. Because he was saying that is it better the seeds of wheat, which is created by the Rabbanish Shalom, just cut off from the ground, or the donuts? So the, the, the Caesar, I think the Caesar asked him about the bris milah. And Rabbi Akiva said to him, what do you think is better, the donuts or the wheat? Right? Because, because the Caesar said to him, what's better, the actions of God or the actions of people? So it's a trick question, right? Because if you say, this is like, can God create a rock that he cannot lift question? Because if you say that the actions of people are better, then you're somehow denigrating the Rabbanishon. You're denigrating the master of the universe. But if you say that the actions of Hashem are better, then you're saying that the bris is no good. Because that's something that you have to do in order to fix the person that God created. So either way you answer, you're wrong. Right? This was the, que- the true question that the Caesar asked the Caesar asked Rabbi Akiva. Mm-hmm. So Rabbi Akiva brought for him some uh, donuts from the shuk and the sheath of, 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 of wheat. And he said to him, which one's better? The donuts or the wheat? Now, of course, that's also, I mean, that's a rhetorical question because obviously the donuts are better. But if you answer that the donuts are better, then you're saying that the person is better than the Rabbanishalai. Right? But it has to be that the donuts are better because the, the, the wheat is not even edible. So this is what Akiva said to him. He said to him, You know what's better? The donuts. The people's actions are better. Yes, the Rabbani Shalom cannot create a rock that he cannot lift. We're not getting into that, but I'm just giving an example. There's nothing wrong with you. You have to be scared to say that. Yes, a person's actions are better. Shehevimimenu. Rabbi Akiva understood that he was asking him about the bris milah. And what was the question? Hashem created a person with a foreskin. Why are we destroying his image? God created, as it says, the person in the image of God. Why are we destroying the image? By taking off the foreskin. And Rabbi Akiva was wise. By showing this, the wheat, the kernels of wheat, the sheaves of wheat, and the donuts. 
Of course, the wheat is made up by Hashem, but the donuts are made by a person, by a baker. Lahoros, to teach him. Just like the donuts are beautiful, you know, they're colored and, and designed with all kinds of different designs, and they're delicious. And it's more than more than the 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 the, um, the sheaves of wheat that don't have any smell or taste. They don't look good, right? But the donuts are better because they come through the work of a person. And what do you have to do? You have to plow the field. You have to bake. You have to do all kinds of everything in between. And this is the lesson. This is what Rabbi Akiva was teaching the Caesar. He said to him like this, and this is, I think, this is the, at least maybe if we cannot understand why the bris mila is the completion of a person, this we can understand the next line. At least some lesson from the bris of what, what maybe what the morale is talking about. And that is like this. Kimokin tachlis adam, what's the purpose of a person? What's our purpose? Our purpose is work. The world is made to be worked upon and to accomplish through that work. That is our purpose. Now we might, you know, and he says with what? Of course he's going to say, with Torah and good deeds. In this world, because everything in the hands of heavens and, and uh, except for the everything is in the hands of heaven with the exception of a person's choices so it has to be Torah and Yerushalayim but the purpose is for us to accomplish to manipulate the world and make it a better place Hashem specifically created it with a potential not in its, in, not in its full manifestation but with a potential for us through our work to, to, to affect the manifestation of that potential. Improve, well, I, I, I would say not. I would not say, because improvement means, I mean, it is a, it's the correct description, as long as in the inference it doesn't have negative connotation, connotation that it wasn't improved before. It wasn't improved before, but it's not that you're improving it, it's just that you are, it's like, it's like, it's like if I give you an empty canvas, was it, a, was it did I improve on the canvas? Yes, I did. But it doesn't mean that the canvas was bad beforehand. It just means that it was open for my improvement. It was created, it, the canvas was constructed specifically in that way to give me the opportunity to improve upon it. So in that way, it's the same level as after it's been improved upon. So yes, that's a good word. As long as we don't, as long as we don't carry with that negative connotation. And that's why he says the base of Lokim, we have a bris mila on the eighth day. Loimar to say Shalom Nibra Adam Lis Nai Galteva Olam Kibale Chayim that a person is not supposed to be an animal. That's why we have a bris to say that a person is not supposed to be an animal. Ela Litroach Lifopol Osa Mukhubonus Lyotzuk. No, he has to be mindful and he has to move through the world with intention. To do his actions. He has to weaken a little bit his desires. As the, the Rambam says this in the Morei Nevuchim. The Rambam says this in the Guide to the Perplexed. 
The arla, and that's the remove the symbol, symbolic removal of the foreskin. And therefore, on the eighth day, you remove his foreskin. Lahoras to teach that a person will overcome the nature of the world. Because the nature with the foreskin is to be, the nature of the foreskin is to be more animalistic. You know, as the anti-Semites say, that you're cutting off the 90% of the, whatever it is, I don't even know if this is true, of the nerve endings in, the, in, the, in, the, in, in that place. I don't know if it's true. But if you are, let's say you are, you're not, whatever, the, with the, going with the Rambam, it's in order, because then, then a person is more connected to the desires, to their desires. And that makes them more animalistic. But the message is not to be animalistic. The message is to be mindful. The message is to be intention-filled, to have concentrated effort towards a purpose in a person's life, meaning accomplishment, meaning to make the donuts out of the wheat. Meaning to affect completion, not to be lacking like the morale says, not to be attached to um, incompletion, right? If, if that's such a word. And what is that represented by? Shame, Shiva, Yomim, like the morale always says. This is the seven days of the week which represent the nature of the world. And then, so you have seven days, six days of, of work, seventh day of rest, and the eighth day is beyond that, and that's why the bris is on the eighth day. And therefore, and therefore, a person, when the foreskin is removed, includes within himself the ability to be an angel, not only to be an animal. And he also includes with him Balechaim, Shimajwegatahtona, also animal, he has animalistic tendencies which are on a lower level. So now we understand the morale a little bit more, right? Because the morale said that the person doesn't has a bris, he's incomplete. When he doesn't have a bris, he's incomplete. Why? Because the incompletion lies in the in the in the more uh, the a more acute tendency towards animalistic behavior, which is the 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 uh, indulgence in one's desires, specifically in that area. But when a person has a breast, then he's a little bit further removed. And therefore, being a little bit further removed is emblematic of manipulating nature and, 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 and accomplishing. And that, is, and, and, and that is more of a completion. And so when a person has that, then the world should react to him in a more perfect way. And therefore, his produce may not rot. Or he may be supporter. He may be able to support others. When a person has a bris, he may be able to support others, while, 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 while others who don't have that may not have that privilege. Okay, we have five more minutes. We conclude, but just since it's Hanukkah, I want to mention one more thing uh, regarding this, this, this maral, once we're talking about this. So I saw in the Torah Savram, he actually talks about on Hanukkah on the page before, but I, I found something interesting that he says Regarding, uh, regarding miracles. This is found on page 242 of the Torah Savram from Rabbi Avram Grzhensky. Um, actually, not page 242. It's the next page. Page 242 is talking about Hanukkah, but page 244 in uh, this mimer called Hakora Satov, Recognition of, of Nature. 
He said something interesting which I never heard before. I feel like we shared uh, regarding regarding the last thing that we said. We're connecting it loosely. Is that the the base of Hakim said that a person has to be uh, a person has to uh, affect conquest of nature. They have to conquer nature. They have by conquering themselves by making it more complete. That's the purpose of our existence, right? And that will affect completion in the entire world just like Yosef understood and that's why he wanted everybody to get a bris milah. So he said, the Taurus Avram here says something very interesting. He says, he says that, he says that You know, whenever we see a miracle, there's a tremendous growth. Oh, the plagues come, the ocean splits, the menorah lasts for eight days. It's a tremendous aliyah. It's a tremendous uh, uplifting. You get, you, get to, you get a glimpse into a world that, we get a glimpse into a world that we don't know. However, he says, he says that, but when it becomes necessary for miracles, that is actually a lowering of spiritual level. Why? Because that which a person really sees from a miracle, he should really see it in nature itself. Because what is nature? Nature is God's creation, right? But if we don't see that, then if we don't see that, then we're not seeing it. But we should see it. Because that's, God, that's, what's, that's embedded in God's creation. When we see it through a miracle, it's obvious to see. Before there was a miracle, you can make a mistake, you can go either way. You could say, how could a, how could a, a, a creator, which has no limits, create a, limit, a limited world? If a miracle happens once, what happens when a miracle happens? There's a revelation that there's no limits to the world. There's no limit. Like God has no limits. The world has no limits when you see a miracle, Right? Then you could see in nature even more. Once a person sees a miracle once, then they can see in nature even more than that. Because really, what is nature? Nature is God taking eternity and, and giving it limits so that it appears in a limited form. For example, you have an apple. So an apple takes up space, but it doesn't take up all the space. It only takes up the space that it takes up, right? But since God created this apple, that means he had to take uh, a limit, uh, something which has no limits and limit it to an apple. We look at nature as God created an apple, but we can also look at nature as is that God um, what is it? In, um, encapsulated or made of a finite existence out of infinity in order that we should be able to have it. And that's the apple. So if we see a miracle, if we see infinity, then we have a different, if we see infinity through, mir- through the miraculous, then we have a different perspective on nature when it's not miraculous. He says, He says, because um, 
When you see a miracle, you see one thing. You see Netzach Shel You see the eternity of the universe. But when you see nature, you see two things. You see Netzach Shel You see the eternity of the universe. But you also see the outside of it. You also see the, the limits of it too. So it's actually better not to be exposed to a miracle and to be able to see what the miracle tells in the nature itself. It's like Rabbi Tatz writes in his book at the beginning, World Mask, with this we conclude. Rabbi Tatz writes in his book, World Mask, he writes that the word teba means to drown, which is the translation. Because a person can drown in nature and look at it and see its cause and effect and not see eternity, not see God at all. But it also, the same word for teba is the word matbeya, which means coin. And in coin, there's a message imprinted upon it. We can also see the stamp of God in, in nature. There's these two options. And so the Torah Savram is saying that if we, if we, if we the, the, the miraculous gives us no choice. It only gives us one option, to see the eternity. But once we see the eternity and the world goes back to normal of, um, of cause and effect, then we see both. We see the eternity, because we know that the world is eternal, because it comes from an eternal being, but then we also see the nature, which means that God was able to subsume the eternal in the finite, at least in, in this world. So actually the finite is also eternal, except that it's somehow um, limited so that, we can in, so that we can enjoy it, or that we can take advantage of it, or that we can use it. Anyway, so the days of, of, of Hanukkah is nice, and it's good, right? But it only happens once. It only happens once. And then from then on in, whatever the nace represents, whatever the miracle represents, which is the, the, the Torah is in, in, infinite, then we've got to see that ourselves by, by going to classes, by, 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 by studying Torah, to see that the Torah is infinite. Okay, I think that's, that's it. I think we can cool here. This is what I wanted to share with you guys. All right, shukar. Friend of Hanukkah.